0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Abby Hornacek. I'm Ben Dominich. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, December 21st, 2023, I'm Eben Brown. We're used to hearing that China, Russia or Iran might be trying to interrupt U.S. elections. But has this axis of evil recruited Cuba? U.S. intelligence says it's very likely.
1: What Cuba and the other authoritarians really are aiming for is chaos. Ultimately, they don't care get selected
0: this is the fox news rundown evening edition
2: hey folks it's your man Keyshawn johnson here to talk about angie formerly known as angie's list your go-to home services marketplace for getting all your jobs done well now you might be wondering what exactly is angie well let me tell you it's the nation's largest home services From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
0: Both the Departments of Justice and Homeland Security this week released a declassified report asserting Iran, Russia, and China... Either together or simultaneously, tried interfering with the U.S. 2022 elections, that there were attempts to access computer networks containing voter registration rolls and completed ballots. They had no success, according to the report. But a second report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, or ODNI, revealed that Cuba aligned actors also tried to conduct disruption and influence campaigns too in 2022, but specifically targeted elections in florida now florida is the capital of cuban americans and they are politically significant in the state often supporting politicians who promise hard policy against cuba's communist dictators but is cuba now working with russia its old soviet sponsor or china or even more frighteningly iran and its islamist forces the answer to all of these is yes
1: when we look at uh... The information that emerged from the ODNI report, and although it's heavily redacted, I think the, the parts that are not uh, are are quite uh, striking for what they reveal.
0: Dr. Emmanuel Otolenghi is a senior fellow with the Foundation for Defense of Democracies and its Center on Economic and Financial Power, specializing on Islamist threat networks in Latin America.
1: We have to sort of be mindful of, of two things one is that, of course, Cuba much like uh, other authoritarian regimes, be it the superpowers, Russia and China, or, or middle powers like Iran and Venezuela, are, are consumed by, by paranoia and by an internal fragility. They fear, of course, that we in the West could undermine their, their clout because they lack legitimacy and they fail to deliver it to their own people. And so because of that paranoia, of course, they think that the Cuban American community has an outsized influence uh, over politics. And of course, you know, in Florida specifically, where perhaps there is the largest expatriate uh, or immigrant community uh, that hails from Cuba, that influence uh, is more visible. But overall, I think there is a, an excessive expectation or, or assessment of of the impact. And secondly, of course, the, the fact of the matter is that uh, Americans by and large are freedom-loving people. They don't like uh, dictatorships, and so right. it's no surprise that politicians in America, to a varying degree, will have less than sympathetic feelings to, toward the uh, the this Caribbean uh, island dictatorship. Um, but the second thing that I think is is important. This is this is a new factor in in our last three decades. Uh, our enemies have figured out that uh, they can sell chaos in our societies and, and that, that chaos uh, contributing to polarization and, and, and internal strife and conflict makes us weaker and unfortunately, the technology that you need to have that impact is not that sophisticated. I mean, uh, we, we live in the era of social media and fake news and disinformation uh, running faster uh, than the speed of light uh, through the various uh, internet platforms that we you know access uh, frequently every day to get our information and, and that's what they do. Uh, now of course uh, they don't have as much uh, uh, as many resources as China, Russia uh, or indeed Iran, but they do have some resources. they have access. Uh, they have uh, a history of trying to penetrate the Cuban community and, and to sort of recruit people. Uh, they're a stone throw away from the mainland uh, U.S. So they leverage what they have uh, and, and target uh, uh, very carefully those they think are most hostile to them uh, when it comes to, to elections. But I, again, I want to emphasize what Cuba and the other authoritarians really are aiming for is chaos. Ultimately, they don't care who gets elected. They don't care. Uh, I don't think the Russians care that much if Trump or Hillary Clinton would be elected in 2016. What they cared was undermining the credibility of the political system by sowing chaos and spreading false information. And that's the name of the game. The Cubans have, of course, uh, uh, access to resources and support from the Russian uh, sponsors. And increasingly, they're opening up to China as well. So it's very likely that in that exchange uh, of resources and, and mutual dependency, Cuba has benefited and, and become more aggressive uh, in this endeavor.
0: How do you think this relationship works? Does Did Cuba offer its services uh, to the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians? Or do you think perhaps uh at least one or or maybe all three of those larger more powerful nations came to cuba and said hey we're gonna try to uh you know seed some chaos in the united states election you want to do you guys want in on this too it it, it it does seem to me that it's birds of a feather coming together in in uh in one way or another
1: i think you're right uh you know it's not first of all they don't need any arm twisting to uh to stick it in the eye to us uh, right. second of all they uh you know they share more or less the same worldview uh, third of all even though Cuba of course is is not on the same par as these countries uh and and uh, is heavily dependent on their aid and their investment to sustain itself economically at the same time these country still need Cuba as well as the other malign actors in the region such as Nicaragua and Venezuela to allow them to to engage in the mischief they engage uh, we know for example that China has uh, an intelligence presence uh, in Cuba uh clearly the Cubans must have gotten something significant out of that the Iranians have helped Venezuela significantly on you know in evading sanctions or 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 staying afloat economically and that's what Maduro, received in return for giving Iran access to Venezuela. So in each and every one of these situations, there is always some significant trade-off, but ultimately the bottom line is they're ideologically aligned. They share a worldview of hostility towards the United States, towards open societies, uh, free elections, uh, open market of ideas, and all the things that characterize our society. And therefore, they cooperate in as much as they can. Uh,
0: Cuba, very uh, infamously in the 1960s, became sort of a fulcrum for perhaps what drew the world close to World War Three again. In the, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, there were missiles parked by the Soviet Union in Cuba. Uh, as we've mentioned, it's it's a stone's throw, a 30 minute flight between Miami and Havana and um, does Cuba's geographic location, its, its close proximity to the American homeland, is that an asset to actors like Russia and China and Iran these days? Or has the digital world sort of taken over where that kind of doesn't matter anymore? Uh, or, or is it both? I mean, uh, uh, has has international espionage and warfare changed all that much might be the the, the overarching question here.
1: No, that's a great question. I think that uh, you know the the geographic location, its proximity to the United States, still provides an advantage. I mean, the fact that the Chinese uh, established a listening post there yeah. uh, tells us so. But at the same time, you're also right that the the realities of the 21st century with digital world and everything else make this uh, you know make geographic proximity for these types of operations at least uh, less uh, less critical. Yeah. But I think the um, you know the 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 significance is that you know you have two or three world powers, China and Russia first and foremost, but also Iran to some extent, who are ideologically uh, antagonists to the United States, right? And they see uh, their uh, ability to expand influence in the re- in, in our region. Um, as a way to basically undermine undermine U.S. Uh, U.S. power, U.S. prestige, and U.S. influence, and that's why uh, Cuba, such as like as like Venezuela, like Nicaragua, uh, and everywhere else they can in Latin America, provide such an attractive proposition for these countries. It's it's not just the geographic proximity; is the uh, chance to undermine U.S. influence in its own backyard.
0: We are speaking with Dr. Emmanuel Otolenghi of the Foundation of Defense of Democracies on Cuba's attempts to interfere, allegedly, with Florida's midterm elections in 2022 and the island's growing relationship with Iran. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead we've obviously from the past we've we've heard about Russia's influence obviously with uh, uh with Cuba had been long dependent on the Soviet Union for instance uh China as you've mentioned is establishing a listening post which is uh essentially a, a very non-secretive secret that uh Uh, China is using Cuba's location to keep an eye on what happens domestically in the United States by monitoring mass media and whatnot and things that it couldn't necessarily do from across the Pacific Ocean. But what interest would Iran have uh, in Cuba? Uh, Iran um, also no stranger to influence campaigns and and whatnot, but uh, could Iran be exporting terrorism through Cuba? I mean, Cuba has not necessarily engaged in Hezbollah uh, or Hamas-like activities, at least not outside of its own borders. But uh, do things change now? I mean, do, do does Iran cozy up to Cuba for that purpose?
1: That's a great question. And I got to tell you, um, uh, you know, the Iranians have for decades now um, built very patiently and successfully a continent-wide network of cultural centers that serve the purpose of recruiting, uh, uh, you know, Latin American citizens uh, to their cause, to radicalizing them, to indoctrinating them. And I mention this because remarkably, they've done that in Cuba too. Now, Cuba is not a country famous for its. Um, Uh, tolerance or respect for uh, religious pluralism or for any kind of pluralism. And yet they allowed Iran to open a center that is actively uh, converting Cubans, uh, indoctrinating and and, and radicalizing them. So there is a concern there. Um, I think that part of the reason that Iran is doing that also is that, you know, Cubans traditionally within the framework of the communist regime there have been uh, tools for the ex- the export of revolutionary ideas, um, mainly in Latin America. As you know, Cuba still has a very aggressive pro- program of exporting teachers and, and doctors all over the continent, and these teachers and doctors you know, essentially work for free in the countries uh, where they operate, and in, in doing so, they export the values of the Cuban Revolution. I think that Iran has probably tapped into that resource uh, by doing in Cuba... Right. what it is doing elsewhere, such as Venezuela, Colombia, Brazil, uh, and other countries. Uh, whether that can be then translated into terrorism uh, is is an open question. We don't have, at least publicly, um, uh, any evidence. But remember, since the Obama administration, the U.S. and Cuba have reestablished diplomatic relations, although they have been very rocky because of right. you know, the, uh, the Havana uh, syndrome uh, issue, among other things um but you have direct flights now you have uh comings and goings so potentially that could be a bridge uh, uh uh to to bring people in so it's it's definitely um an added value for Iran to have strong relations with Cuba uh alongside all the other countries mentioned because it creates more opportunities for them to do
0: mischief and and mischief is sort of the the goal, anyway, it's like whatever mischief they can do, they'll try to do. It, it's, it's, they're not going to necessarily fall short of a specific goal here. I mean, whatever, whatever influence or mischief they can make is good enough for them. I think is, that's probably how they're operating. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. to 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 some extent, that's true. Uh, also, they'll remember they, especially with the Iranians, they have a very long-term strategic view. They believe that. Uh, America is a corrupt, uh, society that it is destined to decline, that its influence in the world is nefarious and must be, uh, contained, pushed back, uh, and reversed, uh, eventually. They also, uh, believe that, uh, the rule-based, the international rule-based order, uh, which is a Western construct, of course, uh, 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 is, is not in their interest to sustain and support. And so they seek every which way, of course, to undermine all of that. Right. And as I said, uh expanding their influence in Latin America, which traditionally is, so to speak, the backyard of, of the United States. Most countries in the region have always looked to the United States for influence, for guidance, for trade, for uh for immigration for a variety of purposes. Um, it's something that they want to they want to uh, promote aggressively, and while they don't need to do that, of course in Cuba, because Cuba is already on their side, uh, Cuba, like Nicaragua, Venezuela, and also Bolivia, we haven't mentioned Bolivia, but it's its pretty much part of that axis, uh, are all uh, sort of transit points or staging uh, posts for Iran to uh, expand its nefarious activities in countries that are currently friendlier to the United States. And so I think you have to look at it through multiple prisms. Uh, and yes, whatever opportunity they'll find, they'll take to expand their presence and their influence.
0: Dr. Emmanuel Otolangi, you are a senior fellow with the F- Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition.
1: Thank you so much for having me.